Oh, it might be easier for me to sync the audio if we have a moment where we're both like saying something. Mm -hmm. So do you want to do like one, two, three, and then we both say like blueberry or something? Well, it burned, right? It burned? Don't you I think, think so, right here? No. I mean, I can't see it super well. But I'm also not a dermatologist. Yes, you are. Oh, fuck, you're right. I actually have to go. I have patience right now. On a Sunday? Yeah. Sounds like you're lying. I. Sounds like you're making I'm stuff not lying. up. I'm not making stuff up. Do not call the board. Hello and welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where one host actually might be sunburned and the other one somehow got through unscathed. I am your host, Dewey Cassidy, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. Two things, actually. First, this time you said the one part. Yeah. You said five, four, three, two, one. Yep. And then the second thing is, it's one host is sunburned, but not the one you expect. Yeah, right. That's kind uh, of what I think you meant. Could you tell that I forgot until that moment that I was supposed to come up with uh, an opening and I didn't? And I kind of panicked. No, actually. Okay, well, that means I'm a good performer. I sold it. Um, maybe sure. I should be a improv, salesman. Baby. That's improv, yeah. baby. You should be on Second City. I. Oh, wait. <laughs> I was, and then I was so bad that they closed the theater. So. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. those very non-handicap friendly stairs. Um. That legitimately was a problem. Nobody with any sort of disability could access comedy there. Because everything was on, like, the... What was technically the second floor. Really? They didn't have an elevator? They might have had an elevator, like, hidden in the back, but as far as I knew, the stairs were the only way in. So. I guess they got away yeah. with it because it's, like, grandfathered in because it's, like, a hundred-year-old building, but, you know. How's your Sunday going? Sleepy as ever. No, man. Sleepy. We love to get up and at them and into the sun as soon as possible. Yeah. So which dwarf would you say you identify with? Huh? The seven dwarves. Which dwarf would you identify with right now? Oh, I didn't. Some Most of the time when I say what, it's because I just didn't hear you. It's not that I'm not understanding the joke. Oh, I thought that's just so you, you think I'm unfunny and you want me dead. That's my understanding. Well, that's you. That's the second Okay. We, we had a moment like that earlier today uh, where I, I was doing a really stupid bit and you were not having it. We walked by, the street was very loud, and I looked to you and beep, I was beep like... city? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I said what. I think you didn't I said, say what. What happened? No, I, yeah, I looked, I, said, at, no. I looked at you and I was like, do you know what city we're in? And you paused for a moment trying to read my look and you realized I was doing a bit and you were like, no, <laughs> not today. Um, because we'll I was just gonna... stifle your creativity. It's okay. I know you're not having the best day. Um, I just thought it would That's be okay. fun to mention that it felt like it was so loud that we lived in Beep Beep City instead of so Los Angeles. Which, you know. And you know what? Looking back on it, that was the funniest thing you could have said in that moment. And the listeners believe you when you say that. <laughs> they believe you mean it. <laughs> They believe They're gonna think true. I'm so mean to you all the time. You're not. Yeah, I know. I'm just cherry picking here. Jess is very nice to me for the listeners. And um, I'm actually holding a gun to your head as you say that. Yeah, but it's like a super nice gun. It shoots hugs, and the bullets yeah. are friendship. Wow. So it's, it's friendship, but then when you shoot it, it becomes a, a hug. If that makes sense, bones are their money. Um, kind of bird related. 
I saw the Birdcage for the first time last night. Yeah, what'd you think of the Birdcage? One of my favorite films. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. It rules. So funny. Now you saw it in a very spooky location, right? No, but I see what I see what you're Wait, did you not? It with. I saw it in a normal park. I thought you watched it in a cemetery and I was like, what a weird place no, to I screen kn- the <laughs> I know that's what I know that's where you're getting that. Because oh, because of yes. does a lot of Hollywood Forever showings, but this yeah. one was through a different company. Specifically, and it was your uh, your birthday viewing of Twilight that I didn't miss because I injured my back seconds before. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you enjoyed the Birdcage. I did. What was your Who was really your fun. favorite? What was your favorite performance? What was your favorite part? I loved the bit about not being able to wear shoes because he'll fall down. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, and I really liked that they snuck it in pretty close to the end and then just fully committed to it. Like that was a it was a new character trait nobody knew about until yeah. like the last thirty minutes. And then once once you knew about it, it's like all it was this whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking about getting surgery. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, rib removal surgery. So that so you way, suck your own dick? no, Jesus. So that way, whenever we're in the car and you can't see past my head and you're freaking out in traffic, I can just go all the way down. Because I feel like that's a recurring problem. Is you, you... <laughs> you can just lean forward. Well, I feel like I've done that before, and you said I'm still in the way. It's mostly like your head and the headrest are at the exact point that I need to be able to see. If they one of them just went for, if the headrest went forward, mm-hmm. it would be fine. Okay. But that wouldn't be comfortable for so you. So I just need to lounge next time we're parking. Just really bring it back down. That would be hard. Yeah. That'd be fun for me. That would I, be I might fine fall too. Asleep. Sorry, I just burped. It was really good. Thank um, you. So you spent your Saturday at the birdcage. I was at the... I was in Orange County in the city of Santa Ana for the uh, OC Improv Festival. Drove up there with um, former guests, Zeph and Sandy, which was very fun. How'd it go? Oh, it was great. We had a very fun set. Did it was hosted at this uh, theater. They were simultaneously hosting a Godzilla festival. What's that? Where they were like playing Godzilla movies. So, like the movie Godzilla. They were just hosting like a Godzilla marathon. No, I'm Godzilla familiar merch. with Godzilla. It's more the Godzilla festival that I'm con- I'm curious about. Well, are you familiar with festivals? I guess not in this context. But what, put two and two together, Godzilla baby. How much Godzilla there be? It's like a film. There's a bunch of Godzilla movies. Did okay, so think? film festival. Yeah, a Godzilla film festival. A Godzilla festival. To me, it's like, it could be like, um, like Godzilla's walking around. A <laughs> He's in there. A, in a Godzilla suit. They have like a fake city set up uh-huh. for it to stomp around. There's different booths for Godzilla related things. What are your top three Godzilla booths? There's Godzilla versus King Kong oh, okay. booth. Where you kind of place bets on who would win. <laughs> From a movie um, that came out three years ago? Yeah, and then I, I assume you would go in and watch that movie. Other lizard booths where you kind of can compare the sizes. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I love... Wait, hold on. What do you mean compare the sizes? Of other lizards to Godzilla. Oh, I think like to each other. And you're just, They're all going to be well, so Well, I much... mean, if they're... Yeah, I mean, if they're there, you can also compare those sizes too. But they're and then so, my last, what do you mean the compare the I sizes? Love, they are so much smaller than Godzilla. He's like bigger than buildings. Gonna how look much like a smaller? Like how so much. much smaller. That's what I'm. That's what I want to know. That's why I like this booth. And then the last booth is the one that has a wheel where you can spin it and get a prize. 
Is that Godzilla themed, or is that like a local radio channel or something? I think it's a local radio. Okay. <laughs> but they're trying to tailor it. You know, they're like they have like little pouches. So coins. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm coming back to the second booth because this is a real sticking point for me. So are you picking up the lizards and like feeling them? What's the? Are you just looking at them, being like, "Wow, that's smaller than Godzilla," in your heart of hearts? I guess in my. I guess in my brain, it was like miniatures, and then you can compare it to a miniature, like to scale, obviously. But it's like a toy of different lizards and a toy of Godzilla. But I like where your head's at with real lizards. I'm just so confused by your thing. Because I feel like comparing the other lizards to each other makes sense because they can be bigger or smaller, but they fill the same range. But like, that's like comparing like a little sprout to a tree. There's like no, they're so big, it doesn't matter. No, it's like when, you, when you're like 16,000 ping pong balls would fit in the sun. That's what oh, I'm Oh, so of... you're saying how many lizards would fit inside Godzilla is what you're saying. No, I'm saying... No. I don't understand what you're I saying. I want to compare the sizes. But like a ping pong ball compared to the sun. Yeah. It's like, okay, that really puts the sun in perspective. <laughs> a, that's such a small thing to put into the perspective of the sun. But though. I know how big a ping pong ball is. I don't know how big the sun is. Do you know how big 15 million ping pong balls is? I feel like that is not helpful. It's a little more helpful because I can conceptualize. That's a lot of ping pong balls. Okay. What about like... Godzilla compare with like real life dinosaurs would that be something mm. yeah but I think I would still need a normal lizard for scale yeah but the normal lizard is so much smaller that I feels like it feels like at that point it's no longer helpful it's like if you did a banana for scale for the Empire State Building like banana for scale works for like a shirt or like a car but like the Empire State Building is way too big, and I feel like that's where we are with lizards. Unless you're doing like only Komodo dragons, you do not you do not agree. <laughs> Judging I, by your face, I don't understand why we can't use lizards for scale. I just think it's so. What do you What do you suggest using for scale? Like bigger lizards, like I don't know, like old dinosaurs, like a Komodo dragon. I just think like they are so small that it is no longer helpful. It's like. Hey, trying to understand the size of my car by picking grains of rice. Like, how many grains of rice could fit in my car? How big is Godzilla? Godzilla's gigantic. Like a T-Rex. I mean, here's the thing. He's bigger than a T-Rex. You have to. But it, okay, but it's also like that thing where you use different sea animals to like compare whale sizes. So it's like the blue whales is big, but then like a little tiny goldfish is this big. So it's like, whoa. I still think that's too big. Godzilla okay, does not have one size. Godzilla? There's like there's like a bunch of different Godzillas. I'm gonna pull up Godzilla size chart because there's a bunch we can compare. I'm gonna have to see it myself anyways. I'm gonna Google. I was gonna share it with you. I don't want you to. Three hundred fifty-five feet tall. Yeah, I told you he's huge. How big did you think Godzilla was? Like thirty feet? Um. How do you get that big? I I think he was just that big, which is how he was made. There's a lot of Godzillas. Yeah, he's been around since the fifties. You know where the name Godzilla comes from? God. <laughs> yeah, his name. He's actually very Christian. He took a Catholic name at confirmation. Um. Where does it come it, from? It's Gojira, which is the Japanese pronunciation, and they like really bastardized it when they pronounced or translated it to English or anglicized mm. it or whatever. 
So in the movie. In the most recent movies, by the way, he's the biggest he's ever been. Like the most recent ones, he's way bigger than any of the old ones. Oh, I'm thinking King Kong. What? For this particular thought that I'm having. And King in one of the King Kongs from a few years ago, there's a part where he is for some reason in prehistoric times. Or the no, there's just T Rexes on that island. They just live that long. Sure. Okay. And he rips the jaw open and like smashes it and I don't yeah. like it. Really freaks yeah. me out. Anyway, yeah, that's fair. Uh, T-Rex is uh, move on. Yeah, we should move on from Godzilla. Um, okay. There, there's also like an ar- a barcade we went to. Half the machines were broken, but we found a... Uh, first of all, we found a Pac-Man game, which I was really good at against Zeph. So, just to really? not to brag. Don't ask how I was good against Pac-Man. Sandy and Derek, but pretty well against Zeph. Uh, there was a pinball machine... That was like weirdly horny. It was like from the seventies, and it was called like Future Spa, and it was just like full of like half naked women. That's not why I picked it. It was just the only four player one, but uh, I was beating everybody pretty what. Four player pinball. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Well, you just take turns, but it has four little scores that it keeps up there. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> so I was killing everybody until the last ball i did really bad because that was the first ball where i noticed that one of the ladies was on the machine itself there was like a, a drawing of the lady and i messed up and i missed the ball because you were distracted by her breasts yeah which i think is a very dewy story disgusting um i'm pretty sleepy because i was up until 1 a.m researching aliens which was fun i've decided this is the year i get back into aliens so yeah the government's acknowledged that they're real now which is fun they? Well, they like they released those those like um, the Pentagon released those tapes of like UFOs like a few years back, and then like um, you don't remember that? I don't, but I also think yeah. they should identify alien UFOs more specifically because UFO just stands for unidentified flying object. Yeah, that could be but the deal the deal with these ones is that the Pentagon's literally like, yeah, we don't know what these are. Normally they're like, yeah, they're Ooh. probably like, um, like, oh yeah, they're like, you know, maybe they're secret like technology like from another country or they're like, yeah, we just don't know what these are, why they're here. But I mean, now, it's crazy to think if anyone like it's of course there's more life out there. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I'm gonna have an existential crisis. Life. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, because there's a there was an Israeli defense minister that came out, and this one is laughed at a lot because it sounds ridiculous. But he was like, the like United States and several other world governments are in contact with the, quote, galactic federation of several different alien civilizations that are trying to find out, like, the um, framework of the universe. And, like, Trump almost, like, said it publicly and had to be told not to, to not cause hysteria. And he alleges there's, like, a base on Mars where, like, human and alien astronauts are, like, working together for, like, experiments and shit. Which, that sounds fake. Um, that sounds like something we would have heard about. Well, if we did. Are living on Mars. Yeah, I know that's that. That's the part of the story that kind of loses it for me. I um, feel like someone's wife would have been like, "My husband's on Mars." <laughs> I guess unless they were like single. Yeah, yeah. They no. only get like incels to do it because otherwise they tell their wives. <laughs> no wife guys allowed yeah, on no, Mars. No, no wife guys allowed on Mars. It's a big horny planet. 
Uh, but there's this other guy, his name is like uh, David Grush or Grush or whatever. He's like a former like big like military guy and was like a defense person at some point. And he's like filed whistleblower complaints. He's like testified before Congress that like we have uncovered crashed alien ships that sometimes have had pi- like dead pilots in them. And the government just like has them like in storage somewhere. And he what thinks that they're they being from another dimension. Like he, I'm sorry, they could be. They could either be from another planet or from another dimension. He doesn't know. But what do you think they look like? And also, why would they, why would they, survive? Not survive, but like, wouldn't they like desiccate if they were exposed to our air or atmosphere? Probably depends. I don't know. If they're if they grew up on a planet with similar atmospheric makeup, it stands to reason they, they probably, probably look like us. Yeah. Who knows. Um, but yeah, so I've been getting really into aliens and I have to be careful because like, it's always one step away from like, just going into like full, like uh pizza gate or whatever. So I have to be like, all right, let me take this information with a grain of salt before somebody tries to blue pill or red pill me, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Is that so. the pipeline now? I think so. Well, I mean, conspiracy theories of any kind, it's always like, it's always like two degrees away from anti-Semitism. like no matter what the conspiracy yeah, is. Yeah, you're right. So. That's, it's a hard world to live in. You're telling me. We should get into the birds we saw today. Okay, let's go. We saw common yellowthroat, northern mo- mockingbirds, lesser goldfinches, black chin hummingbirds, <clears throat> sorry, scrub jays, uh, hooded orioles, finches, house finches, green heron, mallards, and Canada geese. Yeah, so we saw some cool stuff today. I'm um, a few lifers. Uh, we saw the hooded oriole, though. What do you think about the hooded oriole, Jess? Gorgeous. Gorgeous. We saw boy and girl. The real Barbie and Ken. Yeah, and they were both gorgeous. Sometimes yeah. the girls are not so gorgeous because of um, sexism. Yeah. How, what is it? Di- Sexual dimorphism. But we can shorten it to yeah. sexism if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually would work as a shortening. Yeah. But even the girls were really pretty. Yeah, no, they're beautiful. So now and that we've seen beautiful. four different sort of orals, we've seen the male and female bullocks and the male and female hooded. Of those four, which one do you want to eat the most? Bullocks. Because you, you, a bullocks, the male bullocks or female? Yeah. Which one? I think, I think male. Yeah. Okay. Why, why do you like that one better than the others in terms of putting in your mouth? Um, it just looks really, it's really bright. It's really colorful. Looks like ice cream. It's sort of sherbet right? Yeah. Tasty summer's day snack. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we talked about the hooded oriole on the past in the podcast. Um, they like to weave nests out of um, palm trees and stuff, which is really fun. Um, so today, what was cool about the oriole, we saw one that was a little bit more yellow. Um, so what's cool about the hooded orioles is their sort of shades fall under a spectrum, either from that sort of yellowish orange to like a deep, like almost red orange. Um, because there are species that you know live in California, live in Texas, and the different species have different colors. So the ones that we see are typically more on that yellow-orange side, whereas if you're a Texas bird, you might see that beautiful reddish-orange, that really deep um, popsicle-like orange. Um, but yeah, it's really cool that we're in Oriole season right now in California. Uh, this one spot we went to specifically listed hooded Orioles as one of their little visitors um, for the summer months, which was really fun. Any other thoughts on the hooded Oriole, Jess? Uh, I just really like them. They're really cute. Yeah. 
Oh, they're beautiful little guys. Yeah. Are, um, wait, they are here year round? No, they're here. They're like the Bullock's Ordo. They're only here for, um, oh, okay. yeah. Part what of a year. cool find. Yeah. So we also had another lifer for the podcast today. Um, well, not we, we've seen the hooded roll before, but the um, black-chinned hummingbird was the first time we've seen that on the podcast. What do you think about the black-chinned hummingbird? That was a little cutie pie. Yeah, it was um, cute. You know what? Sorry. We're going to go back. I did not describe the hooded ordeal to the listener. I should do that. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so, for the listener, the hooded oriole, the reason it's called the hooded oriole is that um, our orioles, as we know, are typically orangish yellow or orange with uh, black and white on their bodies. And what's cool about the hooded oriole is that orange makes almost a little hood on their head because they have this like black face and black chin, and uh, they get to have this big orange hood, um, which is really cool. And then in the back, you know, they have those black and white wings you see on other oriole species, and then that black tail. Um, whereas the female, let me look up the female, because when you type in hooded oriole, it defaults to the male, because we live in a bad society. I'll say it. Um, so the female's similar, but she does not have that hood. She's pure, that yellow-orange, that like mostly yellow color. And as opposed to the um, black and white on the wing, she's more of a gray and sort of yellowish-white. Um, an eggshell, if you will. Pretty neat. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, so we also saw the black-chinned hummingbird today, which was a... That was a lifer for me and Jess. So the first time on the podcast that we've seen one. Um, so what do you think about that black-chinned hummingbird? Hummingbirds are just so cute. And so tiny. Yeah. And it's fun to see them in different colors. I, it's funny that it's black chinned because isn't isn't the chin kind of purple? Yeah. It's well. It's so it's black unless you look at it in a certain light. Then you see that sort of shining, brilliant purple come through. So for the listeners, the black chin hummingbird is very similar to the Anna's hummingbird, and they often get confused for one another. Um, but the difference is whereas the Anna's hummingbird or even the ruby-throated hummingbird have that sort of ruby-red-pink um, hue all over their head and their chin, the black-shinned hummingbird has that black with little purple specks that you can see in the sunlight. Um, so we saw that guy perched on a branch for our first sighting, um, which was really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you think of it? Oh, I loved it. It was great. It's similar to the Costas hummingbird that we saw up in... Um, Joshua awesome. Tree. Um, it's always a treat to see new birds, um, especially new hummingbirds, because hummingbirds themselves are always a lot of fun to see. It's cool being able to differentiate them. Yeah, and it's, it's very hard. Like, I, I would not blame anybody who misidentifies hummingbirds because they all look so similar, um, aside from yeah. the Allens, of course. But there's so many hummingbirds that look almost identical, aside from, like, one small detail. There's one called the so Lucifer tiny. Hummingbird, which, oof. We would have seen that on a Sunday. Oh my god. That would have been scary. So we also had an oldie but a goodie we saw today. Jess, what did you think about that Mama Mallard and her babies? Oh my gosh. It was so cute. I yeah. love I love little baby critters. Yeah, what were they doing when we were watching them? They were just following Mom and then they got to go out on their own and play, I guess. And then Mom came up pretty quickly behind them. Yeah, because we they got to see them. Doing fam- they were running errands as a family. Yeah, they just sweet. come back from the store. They just got a bunch of candy that mom gave in um, to giving them a little bit, so they were super hyper. Yeah, she was unpacking the groceries while they yeah. kind of like did their own thing. Yeah, they did a little shake. What was it with the little wings? And they're so tiny. Yeah, no, they're flapping. Yeah, they they did that thing that their adults do when they like shake off by like getting upright and like flapping their wings, but they didn't really have that much wing to flap. 
It was I thought so you meant cute. adult humans, and I was like, what are you talking about? Isn't that how you get out of the pool? You get up and you shake? Shake like a little dog? Yeah, shake like a little dog. Yeah. And throw up because you have seasickness now or motion sickness now. Mm-hmm. I get motion sickness. Do you throw up a lot? Yeah, I throw up a lot. I don't Thanks. actually throw up a lot. We can cut that. <laughs> yeah, it's but okay it was, if you do. It's, I don't, but you know, to each their own. Um, yeah, the ducks were cute. I love baby baby animals. Yeah, they were super cute. So, yeah, so like Jess said, we saw them following their mom. Then they went off on their own. We saw them climb up on the little rocks, then dive back in. They were hanging out on the beach. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, so we also well, oh well, no they were great same stuff um, oh, we had okay. another oldie but goodie there too we saw rock pigeons uh, what did you think about the pigeons Jess? it's a rock pigeon is that the just pigeon. what pigeons are called? Those pigeons that we see yeah uh, I hate them <laughs> I think they're interesting to look at but I don't like when they dive bomb me in they the world dive bomb today. You. they were coming at me They were. <laughs> so we're sitting there watching the ducks and then like 30 feet in front of us a bunch of pigeons flying out of nowhere and land and then jess goes up and says they're coming at me they are they were nowhere near you the second time they were second time they were closer they were not close they were too close for comfort okay you just thought that the the pigeons were specifically targeting you which is such a leo thing to do you don't know what i thought (laughs) you said what you thought you yelled they're coming at me I think maybe you take me too literally. Yeah? Okay, what was the Always meaning behind that? Always taking me seriously. <laughs> and you hate that. Yeah. You hate being taken seriously. I'm a clown. Treat me as such. Well, I tried honking your nose. What if... And the... Sorry. No, no, no you what go ahead really with your what if. What if I got really into clowning this year? That'd be fun. I think that'd be a departure from how you typically feel about it, but... Yeah. So when you say get into clowning, do you mean like as a performer or as an observer? performer wow that would be because you're not not super big on performing that would be huge yeah yeah wow what if you become too good for me and you, you go off and do your own stuff after you become like clown? I, I become the world's greatest clown yeah yeah but i, think I you guess have that's the, i you think, think you i have the capability the, you think i have the character ideas to be a clown? yeah of course you could be you could be a dog you could be a baby be a dog. These are, what, these are your character ideas? Yeah. I don't know. A person who acts like a dog. That's interesting. You know, I tune into that. You tell me that's on TV. What if he opens a bar with a, with a person who thinks they're a baby? Now you got a show. You think the the first um, broadcast, like network television clown show is going to be about a person who pretends to be a dog? I don't think they pretend to be a dog. I think they just act like a dog. They act like they, in their mind, they're not saying, I'm a dog. They just have dog-like traits. They drool. They hump the stool. They bring in the paper. They hump the stool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that sounds like your idea now. You take that. You run with it. I don't want to write it. I don't want to write it. I don't want to write anything in a bar. In a bar? Yeah, it sounds. It, it's been done. Cheers. Where are we? What? How did we get here? What are you talking about? This isn't my beautiful wife. <laughs> what do you mean bar? How did we get to the bar? Because I said that the the guy who acts like a dog opens up a bar with a guy who acts like a baby. 
You did not say that. Yes, I did. <laughs> Roll back the tape. If you're listening to this, hit that back 15 seconds button a couple times because Jess is a bold-faced liar. I don't think you said that. I said that. This is I brand said new that they open a bar to together. Cool, but when did you even mention a baby? I said, <laughs> you do not pay attention to me. I've I was been paying naming... attention this whole time. <laughs> I was naming characters that you could do, and I was like, guy who acts like a dog, guy who acts like a baby, guy who acts like a duck. And I was like, maybe he opens a bar with a guy who acts like a baby. I don't remember you saying that part. It's on tape. You can look it up. Okay, fine. Send it to me, but I I don't remember it. (sighs) I'm glad that the world can see how you treat me now. Maybe maybe the delay is causing it, and I was talking, I hit my microphone, sorry. Um, (laughs) Jess is so mad she's punching her microphone. So, last week with Mason, our good friend Mason Sperling, on episode 10, titled Thank God I'm Not a Tortoise, featuring Mason Sperling, uh, we talked... What? Okay, go ahead. I wanted to be thorough in case they weren't sure what I was talking about. Okay. You hate me. Um, okay. We talked about hybrid species. We talked about, you know, hybrids between different herons, um, you know, the, the egret, the heron having babies. Today we saw a hybrid in action. We sure did. Do you remember it was the hybrid between the uh, common duck and the mallard? We saw that big white duck and the mallard had had a baby. Is that what common ducks are? Yeah, the common duck is just the white one. My mind is blown. Wait, actually, I might be wrong. Hold on, I got. I didn't know there was. I didn't know there was a common duck. I might have misspoke. Hold on. Okay, I said common duck. I meant domestic duck. That's where I fucked up. Oh. So the domestic duck, it's the white Aflac duck. You know. So we saw that oh, Yeah, that we saw is the domestic duck, isn't it? Yeah. So we saw the domestic duck had had a child with a mallard and it had like basically it looked like a normal female mallard but like slightly gray, if that makes sense, like a more muted um washed out version. So those are the the highlights from the birds that we saw. So Jess, what was your favorite bird that we saw today? Uh, I love the Oriole. Why do you like the Oriole? It was just pretty. I'm a sucker for a beautiful bird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then closely followed by the ducklings. Yeah, you were really big. <laughs> you definitely made the most noises when you're looking at the ducklings. They're so cute. I just want a little, a little guy to have and to pet. Yeah, because you babies had a duck at one point. I did. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it smelled bad. <laughs> yeah. But it was really cute. What kind of duck was it? Duck. What? <laughs> what did it look like? It looked like a duck. I don't. <laughs> okay, great. It was it was a duckling, so it like didn't have any distinguishing. Features oh, okay. Well, that's fun. Yeah. What was your favorite bird today? My favorite was that black chin hummingbird. I love seeing the hooded oriole, but it was nice to see that black chin hummingbird for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cool. But followed close second by that oriole, obviously, and then. Who doesn't love ducklings? Are you sad we didn't see the Vero? Oh, yeah. So we heard the least Bell's Vireo, which um, is a rare species. So Bell's Vireo has a um, a subspecies called the least Bell's Vireo. And we heard that around but didn't see it. I'm not sad that we didn't see it. I'll see it around. It's in L.A. But uh, it would have been cool to see such a rare, rare species for the podcast. Do you think but, you'll uh, see it then? If it's oh, yeah. rare? I think I'll see it. It's rare. As in, I don't mean rare as in like, hard to see. I mean rare as in it only lives in L.A. Oh. It's like rare in the way that Monty's Good Burger is rare. 
Grady, whatever animals have touched this mic I'm using, I get allergies so bad anytime I'm near it. It's like the fucking elephant's foot at Chernobyl. It's just like radiating shit off of it. What? Not trade? No. So I think yours is probably yours. Does yours have stuff on it? Why would it? I don't know. Anybody else who had it? Do you think I'm gross? I don't think you're gross, but anyway. Um, so earlier we talked about uh, how I'm getting back into aliens, and I have, if you will allow it, an alien story to um, regale us all with. Regale? To entertain us all with um, on the podcast. So growing up, this was my favorite alien encounter. I was a really big alien kid as a kid. To the point that I would like think about aliens so much that I had to go inside at nighttime because I was afraid to be outside alone in case I got abducted. And like anytime a car drove by at night, I was like, that's an alien spaceship and it's going to get me and I'm going to go to space. Yeah, it was scary. I know. I was like 15, 16. It's so young. Uh, (laughs) But uh, so, yeah. Um, So this was um, one that was always near and dear to my heart because it was so cool and so spooky and it freaked me out so much. So, Jess. Are you familiar with the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter? Hopkinsville encounter. Okay, well, let me regale you. Regale? Why is that your word of the day? I don't know, and there's something wrong with me. Uh, So, (laughs) this is a... So, I've known about the story my whole life, uh, but I did just some research to make sure I got the story down. So, the majority of what I know is coming from an article on countryliving.com. So, just to credit it is a weird source but uh, they wrote an article about it um so for the background lucky sutton he's this carnival worker he's visiting his mom glennie lakeford lankford and uh he she had what (laughs) no go ahead tell the listeners what's so funny about me i just i thought it was funny that you said the name twice well because i said it wrong first i said langford then i meant to say lankford because it's lank like yeah. Okay. Okay. I just thought it was funny. You hate me. Go uh, on. So yeah, so Cut Lucky Sutton, he's a carnival worker. He's going to visit his mom, Glennie Lankford, and uh, his three younger half-siblings at the family farm that she runs. So he brings along with him his wife, Vera, and his friends, Billy Ray and June Taylor. Um, so keep those names in mind. So they have a great visit with the family. They got a big dinner that mom, Glennie, puts on. And then after dinner, they settle down, they play a little card game, and then during that card game, Billy Ray goes outside to fill his glass of water from the well, which, sore subject on this podcast, uh, wells. Um, And when Mm -hmm. he went to go fill up his uh, thing at the well, he saw a cigar-shaped metallic object with streaky rainbow trails flying through the sky above the farm, which, spooky. Spooky. So he runs inside with his glass, unsure if he filled it or not. We'll find out later. Um, and he tells everybody what was going on. And they all, like, assume he's joking and, like, laugh at him. And then, like, he goes to his wife, like, very seriously. And he's like, well, June, you believe me, right? And then she, like, looks up and, like, starts laughing at him. And everybody else joins in, which is devastating. Uh, <laughs> just be owned by your wife. Um so, like, he gets, like, annoyed about this to the point that he makes Billy Ray go with him. And now, the reason that people are laughing at him, the reason that people aren't taking him seriously is, one, it sounds ridiculous um, to see a UFO. And then, two, Billy Ray and Lucky were sort of, like, famous for, like, pulling pranks all the time. So, they just figured it was them being silly. 
Um, but Billy Ray finally gets fed up and he gets Lucky, who again, Lucky's the one whose mom lives there. He's like, you're going to go with me. We're going to find this fucking object. So they go out and as they're like heading to the well, believe it or not, they see another glowing object heading, not in the sky, coming from the woods, from beyond the farm toward them. So they see this like smaller glowing object coming at them. And they get there. And what they see is this short humanoid creature with glowing eyes and these um, tiny like atrophied legs that don't even walk. The legs float along the ground and it has its arms up like so, as if it's like surrendering or like has its hands up against the wall. So they see this creature floating at them and <laughs> Lucky immediately yells some sort of expletive and just sprints inside and like a Billy Ray follows after. And so they run inside and like they freak out. And like the mom, Glenny, she thinks it's a prank because you know, the kids pull pranks all the time, but like they're clearly scaring the kids and then <laughs> They bring out guns and they start guarding the house. And that's when the mom's like, okay, kids, go to bed. You're going to get scared. This keeps going on. So, like, she doesn't go up to her son because she knows that, like, Lucky, like, is very stubborn. And, like, once he has his mindset on something, he's not going to give up on it. So she goes to try to reason with Billy Ray, who's the one that first saw the alien. And she's like, Billy Ray, what's this game all about? And then he pauses and, like, very seriously, like, with his gun, looks over and goes, Miss Glennie, I hope you don't have to find out. Um, so now she's freaking out because she's like this should be a game this should be a prank why are they doing this and then she turns and one of the monsters is standing in the doorway of the screen like the screen entrance way and so she screams at the top of her lungs Billy Ray turns around and shoots a shotgun and it blasts a hole through the screen door um, and then so after he shoots he runs through the doorway to check what's going on and a claw grabs his hair like from the roof. And so he starts mm -hmm. freaking out. Somebody pulls inside. Lucky goes out with his gun and shoots the roof. And whatever creature was on that roof rolls off, lands on the ground, and then floats away, like unharmed. And so they're freaking the fuck out at this point. Um, so like they're, they're freaking out in the house. And suddenly look up. One of them shows up in the window. They shoot through the window. And uh, so like shit is going down. So I want to show you uh what these creatures look like it's gonna be a little spooky so this is what they look like this is based on the descriptions and drawings that they saw you see it <laughs> so yeah so it's this sort of creature so you see those big eyes with the giant ears the floaty atrophy laid the big claws okay so that's what they're seeing this whole time um i'm gonna stop sharing so you get the idea. So like all the women except for Glennie run and take the kids in the back room. And then Glennie insists on staying up because she wants another look at the goblins or the creatures because she couldn't believe what she saw. So then they see one in the tree and like everybody freaks out and they like, run outside. And it's at that point that everybody can see clearly what it looks like. And they all claim they see that goblin. So they shoot it and like um, it flies off. They shoot another one. And when they shoot at it, it like gets hit. And it falls back and then it floats back up into position and floats off. And when they shoot that one, it sounds like they're shooting like metal. Like they hear like a tin can like reverberating. Um, so they freak the fuck out. They're all running around. They run back inside and they're just sort of like have like a little get together, like trying to figure out like what these are. Are they goblins? Are they demons? Does the arms up? Does that mean that they like don't want to harm anybody? But if they don't want to harm anybody, why do they keep coming back after being shot? Um, 
And then much like gremlins, they learn that bright lights like freak them out. They don't like it. So they start flashing the lights. They turn all the lights on so the creatures don't come back. So one of the kids starts crying upstairs and they go to comfort her. And then they see another one on the roof and like Lucky shoots it and then it floats down and does the same thing. It's fucking crazy. So finally, it's been like 30 or 40 minutes between before any of them have shown up or since any of them have shown up. So they get into all their little trucks and they pack up and they go to the cops. So they explain the situation to the cops. Like they've been like, man, we've been shooting these things for hours. They keep coming back. We need help. So now all the cops come by and then at some point somebody gets a hold of a newspaper and the newspaper sends a photographer down there. So now the place is swarming with cops. There's a photographer, and uh, we actually have a picture from the event I'm going to show you now. So yeah, so we have this photo of the people at the event. So you can see either Billy Ray or Lucky with the gun, then another one like looking up at the farmhouse. So this photographer is there documenting everything. So the cops are there. They're all looking, and they see something glowing in the woods, but they can't figure out what it is. So they like run out to look at it, but they can't find anything. There was one point... Um, where they found where they had allegedly shot one of the creatures, and there was, like, this, like, glowing, filmy substance that, like, looked phosphorescent at a certain angle. Um, had, like, an iridescent sheen, almost. So the cops show up, but, like, there's nothing they can do. They don't see anything, so they leave. Um, so there's no, nothing, no more sightings, nothing, until 3.30 a.m., Glenny wakes up from a light sleep and looks out the window right by her bed, and one of the little gray men is standing in the window like this. And so, like, staring at her. So, like, she screams. Like, Lucky comes up. The thing runs off. And they stand guard for a few more hours. And the creatures leave just before sunrise, never to be seen again. Spooky, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to show you something now. Um, here's one more photo of what the creatures sort of looked like. So, yeah, so one more drawing sort of of the encounters is what they thought they were looking at. Are you going to show me one more so, drawing after that? Here's one more drawing I'm going to show you. You're going to show me. <laughs> okay. It... How many drawings are yeah. you going to show me? <laughs> so this is sort of. You keep saying this is, I'm going to show you one more. And then you say, I'm going to show you so one more. Of... And then I'm going to show you one this more. Is last... <laughs> this is the last one. Okay. Yeah, and like an additional one. This is the last one. And then we're done with the story. So... I think it's an owl. This is a diagram of... Well, first of all, what do you think about that story? Isn't it always an owl? Why do you think it's an owl? It's out at night. It has glowing eyes. Why do you think it's an owl, though? What, what, what specific like evidence makes you think something. it's an owl? And it floats, which means it's flying. Okay, you, you go ahead. Interesting. Okay, well, before we say whether or not it's an owl, I'm going to show you one final drawing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a diagram of the creatures next to a photo of a great horned owl. <laughs> yeah, I so figured it was an owl. I told that story for about, what, seven, eight minutes? <laughs> Yeah. So to clarify, we don't actually know it was an owl. There was never no, proof we did that do it confirmed again, it was an owl. But most people reaction. think now it was just an owl and everybody went crazy. Um, <gasps> what? That does look yeah, like that Show creature. me your surprise. 
You're so right. Well, you also, to be fair, you also told me it was bird related before we started. You so sound like you're talking it, to a child. I figured it was going to be a bird. Yeah, I guess I. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a lot of people think that what they saw was just an owl well, or like one or two lives. owls, and like they just didn't know what it was because it was dark and spooky. As our most sea creatures. Um, yeah. And they just they exist in a different plane than Because they're just weird looking, you mean? Mostly sea creatures, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the sea creatures have like the. the the air of yeah. of the ocean, and which is water. Sea creatures have like birds have the air of the very air. Very different air. amounts of dark and light than us. Crazy. Um, I'm sorry if I ruined your story. Are you mad? Yeah. Okay. Shit's spooky. Uh, I just feel like story. every story I hear like that, it's like it was. I had an a owl. feeling that you would guess it was an owl because you're smart. Uh. Yes. So, did you just spend, like, five minutes, like, waiting for me to give the opportunity um, to say it was an owl? And then, like, isn't the moth like, <laughs> an owl? I don't either, but I heard about it. Probably. I don't know a ton about the Mothman. Um, I, I just think it's interesting the Mothman always pretty. predates accidents. It's interesting. Maybe it's warning us. back we had some technical difficulties right after i googled but... the mothman oh. somebody doesn't want you to know something yeah um i think it's funny that you immediately knew it was an owl because five-year-old ten-year-old and 16-year-old me was just like there is no way this is anything else but aliens it's got to be aliens i think it, <laughs> i think a, an alien is a good explanation i think that's valid yeah. and rational um, yeah. But we're a bird podcast, so I kind of saw it coming. Yeah, no, that's fair. Especially, and then I left out some details. In the story, they specifically mentioned talons, and I'm like, if I say that, they're going to know it's an owl immediately. Yeah. There's no way. Um, what was interesting about that story is, you ever heard the phrase, little green men? Yeah. That's where that comes from, that specific encounter. They um, they were quoted as describing the creatures as little gray men, mm-hmm. and it was picked up incorrectly by the newspaper to be little green men, and so that's just entered the colloquial from there. Interesting. Also, the farm was on the 37th parallel. I don't know what that is. Oh, I thought they'd covered it in, like, Supernatural or something. 37th parallel is some, like, conspiracy theory thing where, like, it's, like, it's a latitudinal, like, area, like, 37th parallel. And apparently there's, like, a bunch of UFO sightings all over the world on that parallel across the globe. Like, a lot of supernatural activity. So. Why do you think? No clue probably just confirmation bias um or just randomness or whatever but who's to say hmm. have you had any spooky encounters not with aliens i don't think um, yeah i was really afraid of aliens for a while because i saw the fourth kind when i was in like middle school ah! and that really scared me yeah uh, what really scared me was that alien and signs at the birthday party what? There's in, in the movie Signs, there's like... Have you seen it? No. Okay, there's a point where they're watching the news and they're like, we warn you, this may be disturbing. And it's like footage of like a birthday party in like Mexico or South America or something. And uh, uh, <laughs> like it's like, it's so shitty looking at it now, but as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. It's just like a normal birthday party. Then at some point, uh, somebody in an alien suit walks by like Bigfoot and like looks at the camera and then walks away. <laughs> 
This is really, it's funny in hindsight, but the time terrified me. Was it supposed to be funny? So scary. No, it's a, it's a horror movie. It's an M. Night oh, Shyamalan okay. horror movie. Do you think they'll be nice or do you think they'll be mean and try to do tests on us? I'm sure they are. I think they'll be nice. I think if they were going to be mean, they would have been mean already. They have the means to do yeah. it. Well, what if they are just binding us, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, humanity is not a great example of what happens when more technologically advanced people encounter less technologically yeah, advanced people uh, with uh, colonialism. So, But who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> well, on, on that bummer note, uh, that's about the end of our podcast. So Jess, do you have anything that you want to plug? Mm, not yet. We'll see. If I get laid off, I'm going to plug myself. Okay. <laughs> no. What about you? Uh, well, I'm going. I'm gonna break pattern a little bit. I'm gonna plug this podcast again. Everybody, please, if you enjoy our podcast, feel free to leave us a review on uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, whatever platform you send or you uh, listen to podcasts on. Share us with your friends. Not to brag, we officially have 10 Spotify followers right now. So we're doing pretty well, but, you know, we could do better. So feel free to share us with your friends unless they hate birds. Um, in which case, don't do that. They yeah. would hate it. Then uh, I'm going to leave us with a... Ooh. Because we had a spooky episode today. Yeah, it was spooky.